All right, we are back. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Abin. I'm once again joined by my co-host Roit. Say hi, man. Hi, hello. Mm-hmm. Say hi. Oh, yeah. hi. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, we're also joined by. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know hey. what that was, but uh, we have a returning guest, much like our last episode. We have Sid, who is back from the hot takes episode, which we did many, many moons ago. Sid, say hello hi, to the hello. people. Uh, especially Hello. like that that has been asking for you to come back on journey that, that yeah there's, there's a fan base within the two, yeah within the two please fan base <laughs> anyway then bollywood's always this fun pleasure to be here yes sid has let the cat out of the bag if you haven't read the title that you've clicked on uh, today we're discussing basically the, the year 2007 in bollywood we're talking about no. A bunch of films, a bunch being putting it lightly. We're talking about a lot of movies. So, the idea for this came off the back of us wanted to go back into Bollywood. It's been a while since we've done an Indian film of some sort, and I was looking at the year two thousand seven, and there's such a weirdly diverse year it it was. There were so many things that were happening, so many different kinds of films that were coming out, so many actors who debuted, so many actors who returned to the big screen. uh amitabh bachchan doing whatever so there was a fair amount of uh fun stuff happening in bollywood back in 2007 so i figured hey why not make this an episode i asked rohit he said cool why not i told sid he also said cool why not and here we are this is the episode. that's how we decide all our episodes <laughs> cool why Basically. not cool why not is the, the ethos of this podcast i am big it's the picture that got small get into the movies or rather while you pull up that list abin i also just had a thought right why mm-hmm. does 2007 feel special to us to us three here uh i guess obviously you know there were a lot of interesting movies like you rightly said some good some bad we're going to try and cover you know a bit of all of them but also i feel it you know point in time in our lives right we were what 16 17 around that time and also your you know your like deep in the throes of puberty in some of these movies you relate to them in in ways that you probably wouldn't say when you were 2 3 years younger right especially mm-hmm. say something like a job we met i'll get to it when we discuss uh, that movie so i think it also the year ha- holds significance in the point in time in our lives as well and the kind of movie watchers that we've become at least for me i look at 2000 i would say 2005 to 2007 as that watershed period when i was like okay i am like really going to watch movies and form opinions i'm not going to be a casual you know movie goer or a viewer and mm. i just had that thought yeah i mean it was this is very important to me for a different reason because i think movie watching wise and everything i was at that time being shaped by hollywood a lot more but as a family we used to not watch new hindi films 
यू नो वी ग्रो अप आई पर्टिकुलरली इन माई होम आई ग्रोन अप ऑन अ ट्रिमेंडस अमाउंट ऑफ अमोल पालेकर मोस्टली वेन यू टॉक अबाउट मूवीज एंड बासू चैटर्जी एंड ऋषिकेश मुखर्जी एंड फॉर माई पेरेंट्स एनी थिंग आई थिंक आफ्टर सेवेंटी एट And 2007, there was my birthday. One of those sad birthdays when you are, as you said, deep into puberty or angry about everything. You don't know why. You're throwing tantrums, and uh, I didn't know what to do. So in the evening, I was just like, I don't want to sit at home. Let's go watch Om Shanti Om because it's running. So I dragged my dad to it, and we loved it so much. He cried tears of laughter. That that is when we started watching Hindi movies again. It also related as old Hindi movie fans suddenly Om Shanti Om comes out and says, "Hey, you know what? We know this language. It's like a good gateway to movies. Yeah. It's a good gateway to movies." And then that's the year that we really started watching Hindi movies again after we had just just given up entirely. So that's that's one reason why it'll always stick. Uh, I nice. think for me personally, uh, for me personally anyway, my family's entire bonding exercises have been built around the films. We don't do it as much these days, but let's say. Mid two thousands between two thousand four to two thousand eight, I'd say. I mean, it's mid to like late. Um, we were in the movie theaters every other week. Like we watched absolutely everything. The number of movies we're about to discuss today, I have probably seen at wow. least seventy percent of them in theater. The rest I've had I've managed to catch on OTT or one of us, one of the uh, one of the three of us has ended up watching it. But it's one of It was like a a bonding exercise for us, and we'd keep going to the theaters. And I remember there are a bunch of movies here which are categorized, which fall into the category of uh, "ma, you got you got to stop doing this. We can't keep showing up for these movies repeatedly." And it got to a point where my dad just stopped coming for the movies. He said, "I'm gonna read the reviews and I'll show up." And he was never that kind of guy. He was always the guy who was always the guy who would like to go watch a film and form his own opinion on it. But I think this year broke him to a certain degree. <laughs> but to me. <laughs> Uh, this year is super eclectic in taste, and like I mentioned in the intro to the episode, there there are a lot of films I remember for both good and bad reasons, and I want to get into it. But so I w- won't spoil what those reasons are. Well, you're about to to uh, understand why I like and dislike certain films on this list. I think that's as good a segue as we'll get into jumping into okay. the movies. Uh, anyway, where do we start, man? I mean, this is the uh, idea was to keep this free flowing. I think Om Shanti Om is a good gateway ah. to not just getting cool. back into movies, but also a good gateway to this list. I feel biggest movie of the year probably mm. was the most anticipated release. Farah Khan right off the bat of Mehuna mm. again was Khan. a huge success. Star-studded uh, cast, Deepika yeah, Padukone's they... debut, and then in, I don't know did this movie sort of kickstart that whole trend of you know hundred celebrities. making guest appearances in a song i remember that song played a big part in publicity as well right so yeah people had a lot of reasons to go and watch the movie and uh, i don't know how i feel about it today but i loved it when i watched it right today i have maybe a slightly more measured response or a measured reaction to it but i again i want I, you, that this is a movie you go to the theater to watch right the experience is part of it so went to the theaters loved it uh the the first half is hilarious the second half has a lot of weight to it it has a lot of gravitas uh, although it is a blatant rip off of curse yes uh, but it's okay right if you do it right a rip off is still uh, still works so yeah i don't know i mean 
let's let's unpack it i'm having a lot of thoughts you know come in at once i feel like you can do a whole episode on om shanti om but then uh the thing is i think what i really love about the movie i loved it i didn't understand it then but one of its greatest appeals is it humanizes all these people from bollywood right and there was a big part for fit for us as well because uh, one of the reasons like we didn't really watch a lot of bollywood was because it seemed like oh the, the stardom had changed the well, actors had changed the way that didn't appeal to us but then to see them here shahrukh khan in particular uh constantly i think this is a theme in shahrukh khan's life his interviews his work where he has this great sympathy for the small guy in bollywood so it's a love letter to bollywood but not in the sense of hey the best of us is great but rather the smallest the small artist the character that he starts out with and then when he becomes a star he is very conscious of that but i could have been that that whole after the song so it's not just the star song but it's i love that mm-hmm. how after that he has this moment where he's like you know why am i here why don't do anything to deserve this you know this fate at some level which is i feel like how sak feels despite all the hard work despite everything that is how he feels about his stardom it's something he talks about in letterman's interview it's one of the, i think one of my favorites SRK performances is his Letterman interview and that's where he is trying to deconstruct the star he's going in the balcony spreading his hands and then he's like I even I don't know what this is you know this this SRK the star I play this actor and then and uh, sort of Om Shanti Om brings out such an appealing side of him as a star in the sense of not what he's doing just on screen but that subtext of how he sees stardom and here is the biggest star ever who is conscious of the responsibility uh, of the sort of the fact that the universe has placed him in this position where he feels like he should do something it's a it's a acknowledgement of all the small actor uh, you know the end credits they bring out in the end credits this is again as a culture not something we will notice it's the star cameos that get the notice but i also love that in the end credits it's like every single crew and cast member farah khan did that with mehuna as well i think in mehuna at the end you know so these are they may not be artists but they are craftsmen and they have a lot of respect for all the craftsmen they work with and this is uh, that part of it is something i i really like that i think a lot of the humor comes from that it stops the humor from being mean spirited in a way that sometimes sajid khan films become it stops the humor from being stale it's 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 nice that's something i really like about that film my reasonings for the film i mean why i like this movie so much uh when i first watched it i was I really liked the first half and I was very disappointed with the second half because this the first half had set up this wonderful thing that I had never seen in Bollywood where Bollywood is making fun of itself and right. that to me was probably the first time I was seeing it in a Hindi movie ever these were jokes that I was getting I like I didn't know much of Manoj Kumar but I knew exactly I knew the hand uh suraj bajatia like haunting corridors and picking up <laughs> random lines from from different people yeah. uh just yeah. just the 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 rare bits right and it's a, it felt like a very genuine performance uh, from shahrukh khan and shahrukh khan always plays the common man the guy who's downtrodden really well even uh in rabne bana di jodi which is where which has that horrendous mustache um he kind of gets you to see past the makeup and still see the the majority in his performance that so that, that's a that's something a, a big part of why he's been so success, uh, so successful over the years i have come to appreciate it a lot more given how bollywood films have gone since um i was of the opinion that okay this is clearly a remake of a, a much beloved indian classic like kars uh and my opinion changed swiftly after the year following where 
Cars was officially remade as Cars, starring Himesh Reshma. <laughs> yeah, but it was there was still excitement with with Om Shanti Om because that, that first half was so good. Even the second half with the whole Rajni contribute and him fighting the the tiger yeah. and a, a, a social commentary on on how South Indian films were always so over the top at the time. There's nice little bits in there for the movie lover in me. Uh, performances wise, I think uh, Divika Padukone, you knew instant star, even though she, her voice is heavily dubbed in this one. uh her opening sequence the dumtana song and the way it's it's matched i think right then when when you do something different you instantly hook your audience's attention the fact that dumtana is married in with old jitendra songs with old songs from the 60s 70s <laughs> and they're digitally placed in we've never seen that kind of stuff before or at least and, so and it's actually was... assembled by lakshmikant i think lakshmikant pyarelal who gave so many hits in the 80s and 70s Uh, they got uh, Pyaradal ji to come and do the instrumentation for Dhoon Tana, which is why the sound of it is again so typically from that eighties era. Mm. Yeah. With the music, of course, you had this was the big the start of the six pack app craze, right? Because I think this was the first film to have done it, and so Shah Rukh going through undergoing that body transformation at the age of forty five something, uh, and getting. people who've already loved him back into audiences it wasn't a particularly big reason for me but i just go watch a shahrukh khan film because it's a shahrukh khan film but it there were a lot of attractions that got people into the film theater and i don't think anybody left fully disappointed uh in the years following i have found it to be one of my favorite films to have come out of the little era personally it's a great encapsulation of how good commercial bollywood cinema can be it has the right amount of melodrama it has the right amount of comedy there's the right amount of self reference um material in there so i i am i'm a I think for better or worse if you if somebody had to ask you what is a hindi movie like yeah this, that's this is, this is what you would suggest yeah bollywood film exactly for a variety of reasons i wouldn't actually call it a typical bollywood film i think mehuna is much more of a typical bollywood film but The melodrama in Om Shanti Om for me doesn't work. In Mehuna, I actually connect to the melodrama as well, or at least the drama, the sob story, the background. In Om Shanti Om, I'm like, yeah, that was the dragging part. But it had a, it had mm. style, man. Like, like nothing else. It had Arjun Rampal's villain character. Mm. So, I mean, you're talking about young people in the gym, but here in the college in NLU, I have people who are now Gen Zs. Uh, like because I'm with twenty mm. years old. Om Shanti Om is a big thing with them. It is a part of their culture as much as it was ours. There's still, I have a friend who is 19 now. She's from Haryana, and whenever she is down, she either goes to Jabbi Met or to Om Shanti Om. Those are her go-to movies, pick-me-up movies. You know, that's it has stayed. I think Om Shanti Om has stayed, and it is something about it. I think will stay for quite some time as long as people remember this crop of Bollywood actors and those references don't fade. It's it's always gonna be. Cute and relevant in some way. I actually wanted to make a point on that front as well. Stability is a is a good indicator of how much impact a movie has had, right? Like picture abhi baki hai mere dost is still said out of context of the movie, right? It's it's something that has gone beyond the film, like how all is well uh, happened with three idiots. So the movie has gone beyond the silver screens. Also shows the. The diffusive effect that it had in our general, I mean, cultural zeitgeist. That's it. So, brief background: cultural zeitgeist is a phrase we somehow work into every episode for some reason. It just happens. This reminds me of Ryan George for some reason, but yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, yeah. that's Om Shanti Om. Um, yeah. What oh, what movie do you want to discuss next? What? Um, I think this was a big year for Akshay Kumar. Like this is, I mean, this was the time where Akshay Kumar kind of cared about the movies he was doing. Now I have no idea what his plan is. I, I think he's this is, he he's released his fourth film this year, and I had no idea that it he even had like three other releases. It's just he's just churning out movies for for no rhyme or reason, and and it keeps going. But this was the year he had uh, Bool Bulaya, he had Welcome, he had Namaste London, and he had Hey Baby, and three of those. Wow, what a year! Yeah, all four, all four, were all four, yeah, all four were massive hits for him, right? Hey, baby, being a Sadat Khan film, I think it was Sadat Khan's debut, and it was a remake of uh, um, remake of Three Men and a Baby. Uh, Welcome was this comedy caper that came towards the end of the year, and to this day, I mean, I wouldn't say now not so much, but between twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, had this sort of cultural resurgence. It was everywhere. I knew people who were. uh on on their dating apps had on dating profiles kept saying alu le lo kanda le lo and there were welcome memes everywhere the whole dude i still occasionally when punam is on a call or she's deep in some drafting i'll just go up to her like alu le lo <laughs> she's like what the fuck i'm working <laughs> and yeah. my favorite tremendous tv watchable it's like a stupid like it's, it's prime money's basmi material right like it's yeah. it, it it's a it's a case of a comedy of errors and it's filled with some extremely stupid uh humor but it's you always end up laughing at it regardless i don't think there ever will be a time but i will not laugh at lagta hai kisi gade ko gode pe bitha hai yeah i'm just, <laughs> i'm just remembering laughing when he comes to that son's funeral firoz khan is like uh, as paresh aur tum kab aaye सबसे पहले मैं ही आया I like okay I understand your your grift now like I I get what you're trying to do yeah welcome is a big big film i think uh, my my father is still i don't know love quoting that line randomly out of nowhere he will go are aise kaise hamare yahan to biscuit ko bhi parlor ji kehte hain and uh, <laughs> i know like i think it just uh, yeah i don't know for me i i as much as i enjoy welcome it's not something that i think about a lot it's every time i see it it's fun and i love nana particles uh Anil Kapoor's chemistry in that and the whole thing, but um, I don't know. I think there's bigger income fans out there who can. No, I'm sure. I, yeah, like you said, right? I don't. Yeah. I don't seek it out. But if I, ah. I mean, nowadays, who I don't browse TV, right? Nobody browses yeah. TV with OTT. But back when we used to, if I would browse and come across it, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll I'll let it play. I wouldn't seek it, but if it's there, I'm going to watch it. थिएटर एंड प्रॉब्लम दिस इज द फर्स्ट कटरीना कैफ परफॉर्मेंस 
I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the previous film that she'd done with Akshay, her and Akshay were like this thing, right? They were box office. I mean, gold. she didn't have to act in the movie, right? She's a British girl who's out of place, and you know, if if there was a role meant for her, it was this. This was probably this, right? Vipusha's uh, Namaste London, and uh, so I guess that that's why it, it, she looked a lot more natural on screen compared to. Let's say Hamko Diwana Kar Gaye, where it was just like stabbing the audience with uh, with a knife for two and a half hours. It this this film was definitely a lot more palatable. There is the music of this film is again very memorable. You you mentioned before you were recording that you've seen this film a bunch of times. Why? Why? I don't know. I mean, um, again, it it I think it used to come on Z Cinema a lot, right? So. a lot of times i've just seen it on tv when it was just playing but i kind of like the movie i would say among the the whole crop of movies of this year this i would put it in the upper percentile it's a nice movie nice i mean Abhaf. if you if you pay too much or if you scrutinize the the core premise too much it falls apart right no person born and raised in london is going to move to rural patinda or wherever no matter how much she's in love with the guy right i mean and you might be surprised you might be surprised but yeah <laughs> i don't know I mean, actually yeah, you would be you would be very surprised really <laughs> <laughs> you guys know somebody who's done it but like i don't know to me that seemed a bit outlandish but other than that i like the movie it's the the script is very i don't know a a follows or b follows a mm. c follows b it's very uh, logically linear uh, akshay kumar is very likable in the film uh so is katrina rishi kapoor again rishi kapoor again i don't know how he has this certain ineffable quality about him that you just like him when he's on screen right he has that presence he's very even when even in this movie he's not necessarily a nice guy so to speak right mm-hmm. the way he deceives katrina is not nice but you just you get his point of view however parochial that sounds you're like yeah okay i get it he's trying to do good by his daughter although his sensibilities Uh, skewed majorly as to how yeah, to yeah. go about it, but um, it's a fun movie. It's it's got its humor. The music is amazing. Uh, this was just around the time when you know we were having not too much of Himesh. I would say just the right amount of Himesh. All of that was going to tip into uh, the realm of the absurd in the next couple of years to follow. But uh, I don't know. I I I I like the movie, and like I said again. I don't think I'd seek it, but if it's on TV or whatever, if I find come across it, maybe I'll put it off and put it in the background while doing something else, or you know, stuff like that. It's a nice movie. I have had so many friends who are Namaste London fans, but I've never seen, and I've never seen any part of it other than that one scene where Akshay Kumar is giving someone a lecture about India or something like that. Right, so that scene is like <laughs> proto BJP <laughs> propaganda. Yeah. Handbook. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I can relate to the Rishi Kapoor being likable part, and I don't think it's necessary to be a nice guy to be likable. I mean, we all love Pacino, we all love Bogart. Uh, it's yeah, the but I, no comments about the Hostel Hunter because I have not seen that movie. I mean, I think um, it's time we we address the 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 vice like grip Himesh Reshmiya had on the Bollywood music scene at the time, right? Yeah. Because I know this. I blame Ashik Banaya. Yeah, that's kind of really <laughs> where this began. Like Ashik Banaya, you yeah. began. Ashik Banaya, you and Imran Hashmi basically combined together, and because Imran Hashmi was getting all the good music movies, if that makes any sense. Like Imran Hashmi was doing Wait. a bunch of erotic thrillers because Murder was such a big hit. He got stereotyped into that role. 
he would kiss the actress on screen and it was like his Did nobody had no other actors were doing it at the time and with it came movies like aashiq pana aapne zehar and these are all movies with really memorable soundtracks you remember uh, zehar for wo lamhe you remember um aashiq bharne for the title track you remember aksar for zarak diklaja uh, and you, you remember 36 chinatown for the title track you remember namaste london for for chakna uh there are huh. so many different songs that have come out in that era which are still really listenable to today because i think we had reached this end with himesh because we we heard his voice so much and the success of that ultimately led him into making his own movie which also came out this year but let's wait on that for a bit oh we had made a lot of plans to watch kajrare and we used to keep singing that title song that kajrara kajrara <laughs> never came out oh it just never came out we are like damn we're supposed to do that but you know i have i i have a take on himesh which is i don't think he makes good music he makes very catchy music himesh is just he's got this one hook and that keeps on going like chalak dikhna they'll just keep playing i remember this one zaid khan movie um, i don't remember the name or the plot or what is fucking zaid khan who cares but the song was it's called junu 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 and that's just the whole song and i was just trying it on the piano it's two keys i'm like this motherfucker made a song with two keys man who knows yeah. he's john williams john williams started off with two keys and then they asked him like why why, why do you have more and he's like that's all you need it's a movie about a shark that's chasing people that's all you need i mean are, are we doing, uh, are we like compare himesh to john williams yes, now yes i i feel like for me so i didn't care about himesh for the longest time and we would be i have grown to like him i think uh, i i feel he is kind of the next bappi lahiri uh in the way that he got a lot of disrespect and i was definitely one of those people disrespecting him uh but now when i listen to his songs uh the one thing that i realize is they they still see the catchiness that they had is still there uh it it's the, i get you know i definitely agree with you that they're simplistic in many ways uh, they're not sophisticated songs you're not going to this is not a rehna do by rehman which is just you know going to shift between this and that and it's it's going to but uh, but i also think i feel like he's working with certain limitations I don't know how true this is. I think Abhil told me this as somebody that there's a story of how Himesh's elder brother was trained in music. They, their father was a musician, and his elder brother was supposed to succeed his father, and his elder brother died in a car crash or something like that. And Himesh was then sort of brought in. I don't know where I've heard this story. I don't know if it's true. It's just something stuck in my head. But when I think of it in that way, I feel like I think Himesh is not trained. He's not too sophisticated, but. Um, he certainly put a uh, he's used whatever little he has very interestingly uh and uh, to me namaste london has that one song mai jahan rahu if, if you uh, remember that song the hot song yeah yeah and yeah. sorry before you get uh, yeah. there are good music there is good music that himesh has given tere naam soundtrack yeah. is really good right that is like again yeah. what i would classify as nice music before he got into this catchy thing coming back to your point mm-hmm. meja who harkens back to that old himesh which is more melodic it has that thera you know it's not it's not jumping to get into that earwormy kind of space so there are i know uh, i know i i get the point you're building for yeah the no, but what i was also surprises me about that song is when you hear rahat go full volume when he goes no kehne ko sath 
it sounds very himesh like it it is you suddenly get yeah. a sense of if yeah. himesh actually was trained and could sing this is what he's trying to do and here is a very 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 trained singer pulling that off quite well you know himesh does the same thing but he doesn't have the the vocals for it his Correct. his his vocalizing and his singing i think has is a lot to do with the ridicule he gets because he really is not a singer and the more and more he brought his own voice center stage into his songs the more he ruined it uh but but yeah but i think he did bring in this um, i wouldn't know how to describe it in technical terms but there is a there is a certain simplicity and power in a sense he has that one powerful beat that will start uh that will then sort of keep you going and then on top of it he even layer maybe two or three layers not more mm-hmm. than that and uh, and it works more than anything it kind of works because he doesn't shy works, away yeah. he, he's mm-hmm. not trying to i think he it sounds like he's putting whatever he has into it a lot of times you mm-hmm. listen to say an anumalik anumalik has done some great stuff um pritam has done i think when he's good he's very good and that year was the year of life in the metro one of my all time favorite yeah. soundtracks yeah. Uh, yeah. but at the same time there are so many songs these guys are just winging it you can hear that this is this is your uh, this is work that they are just sort of throwing out there because they need to with himesh mm-hmm. i think it's hard to categorize him in that same category it's he is limited but all these songs work because he's put everything he has into them and you may not like it you may like it mm-hmm. but it's interesting it's interesting to listen to for sure i agree he may be limited by ability but not by effort or like you know mm-hmm. application i totally agree with that but yeah but, the yeah. other movie you mentioned is also something we can quickly discuss abin life in a metro like uh, mm-hmm. like sid said lovely soundtrack uh probably the best soundtrack of the year i know jabbi met is also in the mix but again mm-hmm. to me i think the best soundtrack of the year was life in a metro it's just, it's uh, got that again what i am calling good music quality right it's if you can pull off singing any of like i like to sing i'm a bathroom singer right <laughs> if i can pull off singing any of those songs i'm like hey i feel good about myself because it's like a nicely arranged <laughs> intricate song the music is very intricate like uh, and probably the best yeah. aspect of the movie right not that it's a bad movie but uh, the one that it's ripped off the poster is right behind me there so uh it's ripped off the most i mean the entire track is the apartment essentially so yeah uh movie i mean you don't the movie doesn't get points for originality but decent execution very good performances again if you have kangana ranaut kk menon you're sort of assured of uh great performances movie gets a little draggy in the last one third i'd say which is a problem you know it's a common plague in in bollywood we don't know how to end our screenplays tightly is what i feel but mm-hmm. again not super rewatchable but a good movie with an outstanding soundtrack is how i'd put it yeah, yeah. anurag basu certainly feel doesn't know how to end screenplays sometimes so uh, <laughs> then i'm thinking of jagga jasus uh jagga jasus i think deserves a whole episode the movie uh, there was something in its ambition it just never went anywhere but is the most one of the most frustrating movie watching experiences ever i will i would i don't want to get into jagga jasus because if i get into it i will start ranting and i don't want to uh, because <laughs> i'll just say this this is the first movie i adored what they were trying to do and i was so pissed off with what they did that's we'll just leave it at what they ended up but the, yeah, the reasons for that it's because you you see you see the moving parts uh, in in the film you're like 
I can see what you're trying to do and we would have had a Tintin like franchise had you shut the fuck up and just done it but this is what we ended up with and we've never seen we've never seen uh, the film again okay it is what it is that uh, but 2007 for me is also the year of guru which uh, I like because it introduced me to Mani Ratnam one of my now all time favorite directors and then directly introduced me to Tamil films which I ended up watching a lot because and uh, it's the one time abhishek bachchan got his moment in the sun i think and you know yeah. i like abhishek bachchan just as a person so it's nice yeah. to see him uh but guru i think uh there's so i don't know if you read bharadwaj rangan and uh, immediately after guru i tried watching yuva and uh, ravan uh eventually ravan and uh, he criticizes guru as being very middle of the road uh money that um you know it's a film that goes very safe with how its protagonist is this you are just supposed to be rooting for him all the time so the screenplay is trying to question the morality of what he does but it does it so weakly it is like oh no you're supposed to like him mm. but uh, a great mithun chakraborty performance as ramnath yeah. goenka mm. and something you don't see from mithun a lot way different kind of mithun as the patriarch Madhavan as the dignified older man, but with his own ego. Madhavan as Arun Shori. Um, it's just I think as somebody who likes politics and history, it, it's just it's always fun to watch. I don't think it it deserves the highest platform in cinema, but it is important. People still watch it. Mm-hmm. Guru is still a, a favorite for a lot of people I know. Uh, I personally enjoy the film and the soundtrack. Tere Bina is yeah. one of the all-time greats. Like yeah. you know, always, always, always gonna listen to it. And this once a month, twice a month, twice a day, anything. Which is the uh, song where they're sitting on the swing? And that is my favorite song. Eh herat, eh Ashiki. I love that song. The entire song. Yeah, yeah. It opens with Maya Maya, does it not? And that it has that. It does. It does. Middle Eastern twist to it, and then it quickly pivots to to Barsore, which again is phenomenally choreographed, shot beautifully, uh, and mm-hmm. of course Tere Bina and the other songs that you you mentioned. Does Manirathna re- work with a specific DOP usually? Because it's Santosh Shivan. He always works with Santosh Shivan. Uh, uh, of I, course, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised uh, the movie looks so good. Yeah. And yeah, you have to see Ravan and man. I think Ravan and is one of those. Wow, have you seen Behne Day? Just, just the, just Behne Day. You have to see it, not just listen to it. You have to see I it. Know. It is so. Unfortunately, whenever I hear about the song, the first thing that comes to me is the meme of you know, give me your sisters, because he's Ravan. <laughs> There's this whole joke that was doing the rounds. But yeah, even that, yeah, I think uh, the whole movie was shot around. I mean, a, a big chunk of it was shot around Hogenakkal. If I don't, if I'm Remembering correctly, which again is stunning location. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mani Ratnam picks his his like locations and his cinematography is always he knocks it out of the park. While you yeah, are reco- the... recalling the song, I mean, I just remember Barsore is a beautiful song. I love Ravana a lot. We are not talking about that right now. So anyway, huh. your turn, Abhin. Oh, about Guru? Well, um, I really enjoyed the film when I first watched it. Uh, I was. <laughs> I never really wanted this to happen for Abhishek Bachchan. If I'm being perfectly honest, I think he'd had like a career at this point where he'd done some utter crap, and this I felt was, you know, oh, the moment this is this is Abhishek Bachchan's 
redemption where we're going to see a new set of films that come our way where he's the star and that presence can really come through on screen because he, he does have the presence you can't not be the the progeny of two very good actors in the industry and not have screen presence it's just that the films he was getting he began with refugee which again is a it's not a bad movie but again it didn't really do too well and then there was a slew of really bad films like tera jadoo chal gaya bas itna sakhab hai and uh, he was always the like he is these are movies yeah these are movies yeah with uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, you didn't know bas, wow okay yeah, bas they all have good music hai. though yeah bas huh. itna sakhab hai was goldie bell's film which which tanked and goldie bell oh. was really upset because it did so badly but then he cast him again in Dora 2008 <laughs> so, which was very Three. bad mistake i think filmmakers had this obsession with casting uh, abhishek bachchan as these really morose uh, intense characters which doesn't work for him he's i feel like even when i watch guru abhishek bachchan has a certain for lack of better word a lightness of spirit you know when he's doing these comedic side roles he genuinely has great performing skill and uh, even guru's character i think sort of really worked for him because uh, it's just the uh, guru is not an intense dramatic character it is he's a showman he's a you know a bit of a con artist it's it's the dubai story it's it's hmm. the story of how you get it abhishek bachchan i think gets across likability and a certain amount of charm really really well you give him a you need to give him characters who are charming and i think he plays them well you know i think it's just a lot of his career flops have been because they put him in these really intense stony actors which which this is not what he can do or he should do but yeah it's what it is oh as a guru for me in my case i totally drank the kool-aid right this the screenplay that you were mentioning where it tries to portray yeah. by money in a positive light and in reality the characters are far more gray one than it's not as black yeah. and white as so rather the movie tries to make it a lot more i completely went along with it right from his journey in eden to when he comes to bombay the stock market he opens his stall they portrayed it in, in a very you know rags to riches sort of american dream sort of storyline and uh, i went along with it i'm like yeah fuck yeah then when you start seeing those shades of black enter into his character when you you know the people around him are start are beginning to be suspicious about the fact that he's doing some unscrupulous things yeah. at that point even i was as as caught off guard as say mithun's character right where i was like oh i forgot ambani story right right of course that's the yeah. option <laughs> so i i totally like they they were doing to me completely let's quickly jump back into the akshay kumar zans of of that era and talk about uh, bulbulaya i think bulbulaya deserves a couple of minutes yeah, it's a film that's been definitely. remade countless number of times right it has a remake in every language it had a sequel that came out a few years ago in hindi bulbulaya itself is a remake yeah I, i figured yeah it's a remake uh, of a tamil movie which is a remake of a malayalam movie mm, yeah priya darshan's own movie yeah mani chittakatham i i'm yeah. so sorry guys i i butchered the name we were watching this film and i didn't know anything about chandramukhi or Uh, or the Malayalam remake, or I think it, the Kannada version is called Aptha Mitra, is it not? With Vishnu Vardhan. Aptha Mitra. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the who the plays the Vedavaran yeah. character there, but I I think it was Jyotika. Was it was Jyotika the lead in Chandramukhi? Yeah, Chandramukhi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jyotika. Jyotika. 
Think. Yeah. So uh, I remember Jyotika's performance being raved about man. by a lot of people when it first came out, and it was always people were wondering how Vidya Balan would top that. I think Vidya yeah. Balan is very good in this movie, and she really, if you read what happened uh, in prep for the role, she really sunk into the the whole process, wow. and she managed to portray yeah. that. The no. first time they show that in her, mm. that crazed avatar, I was like, "What the fuck is happening in this movie right now?" It just yeah. completely comes out of left field, right? Yes, there's like mm. horror and all, but at least I never predicted. I hadn't watched any of the prior movies, so I didn't know the twist. Mm. So yeah. I genuinely thought there's some other ghost. Whatever, it's a ghost movie. I didn't think of this whole her getting into that psychotic state where she's whatever the whole twist mm. of the movie. first time they show her and she's dancing in that crazy state i'm like what is happening man <laughs> like i was blown away gulbulega is uh, i i don't know if akshay kumar would still do such a rationalist film you know where the message is there okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's i really enjoyed that movie i like it a lot but uh, i don't know why to me gulbulega is the almost exact equivalent of uh, what this guy is doing now the agatha christie film so who's mr lockhart i'm forgetting his name uh kenneth kenneth branagh's agatha christie films to me is what the hindi bulbuliya is sort of almost exactly uh, you know it's a great genre piece it's it's uh, it's builds the suspense it's got its comedy it's got a very good akshay kumar it's i'm it's one of the few movies i really like akshay kumar in uh that plays to his strengths uh but ha- i've seen parts of the original malayalam uh i'm not seen chandramukhi and the original malayalam kind of i feel like is so much more you know and uh in the sense it's got mohanlal but it's a movie that through even uh, there are scenes with silences that are exploding from mohanlal's perspective the very nature of doubt because here is this man struggling with himself can this be real can this not be real and it and it's not just about what's happening it's about what people believe is happening what they want to believe so you have the rationalist's conviction that this is not something that should happen but everything that's happening mm-hmm. is flying in the face of it you have the you have the actress uh, shobhna herself and her uh, sort of trauma uh, her mental state that's leading to this and all of this gets played at such a human level uh that i think is very missing from bhul bhulai where it's it's being played for the suspense it's being played for the uh you know it, it does a good job i think vidya balan in particular does try to touch on many of those notes where you are just trying to see how bewildering this is for her and her character and what it means what because see it's something that you that can happen this is something this is you're not saying this is ghosts and aliens you're saying this is human this is a human being this yeah. is the mind So then you have to. I think the difference is Bhool Bhulaiya still plays it off as a, as a piece where what's important is what is happening, where the thrills, the suspense of it is what takes center stage. But the original and the bits and pieces I've seen, and even as a theme, as an idea, this is something that ought that can go to the very root of human psychology itself. This is not. It's not that. Oh, it's a this funny human condition. The way you know, like we think of. Yeah, no, you're right so, that aspect is just brushed aside huh. i would say it's very briefly you know like part of this whole mambo jumbo monologue that akshay kumar has it it gets more huh. maybe two lines right 
there is potential to really talk about the human condition and and how yes. the mind works right there's so much uh, there's such a rich vein to mind there which i'm guessing yeah. the originals too aha uh-huh. i'm guessing too because i've not seen all of it but the you know mm-hmm. you see those scenes that you feel like yeah yeah that that's, those actors they're very conscious of what this story is what it can be that way bhool bhuliya is kind of more of a just a general fun time i don't think i'll ever take that mm-hmm. away from it but uh, yeah yeah but, Nobody likes being compared to their elder brother, but yeah, I guess that's the way the world works. That's how it is. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, I have to leave in a bit. Uh, I was just mm. looking at the 2007 roster, and I it it looks very interestingly like 2007 is such a mix of you have these path sort of uh, very indie films that are pushing the boundaries, and that that was an era when this was just beginning to happen because before that you didn't have space for very experimental things, and you had that you. you had no smoking which pushed the experimentation so far they even make fun of it today but you had mm. uh, you had manorama 6 feet under which we were talking about a few days back you had uh, mm. this uh, you had eklavya which i think in its own way is quite quite interesting you had these movies you had some of the most old lazy bollywood type stuff you had bildosti etc you had hey baby in its own way fool and final that mm. movie annoyed me so much um but uh, you but for me i think uh, there was uh, this thing amita bachchan and with two movies that year you know three actually but i'm not counting hmm. arg as arg is a different okay. issue a uh, chini kam and nishabd uh, you know hmm. such a big star throwing himself into you know one more successful one less successful but a uh, very outrageous premises you know two very taboo love stories of sorts both about the older man younger woman but um, you know th- it was it was a year when these things were sort of just beginning to happen people were doing those ideas big stars were doing those ideas and i think mm-hmm. nishabd is something i want to see i've not seen for the longest time it was not a movie i would ever think of but now now i think about it i'm like how did they do that it didn't stick nobody watched it it was very controversial mm. but i want to know how did they do that and then you had chinika and you know balki and that being uh, that was a wonderful movie a sort of a mature comedy which is not something you get very often in bollywood comedy that's aiming for the mellow notes and for the small highs so yeah that i think was the you know the I, you had the big commercial successes, but you also had these ones. They were there that year, which I don't think every year has this roster of such interesting indie films. You know, whether successful or uh, failed. But two thousand seven, some something was happening. Something was changing. You can see that. You look at the movies that were going on, and you feel that this was a time Bollywood's trying to adapt. There is part of everything is being thrown at the wall. It's such a mixture of things coming out. I think said while we have you there are a couple of movies two more yeah. that I that I'd want to yeah. get your take on which were again part you no know, big films of the year one the first I would I want to talk about is Tare Zameen par directed yes. by Amir Khan it was it was the Darshil Safari movie let's let's call it what it was right <laughs> yeah. he was yeah. the one and soul of the movie excellent performance i think perfectly suited for the role not sure how you know his career panned out after that but uh, i think given that we had given our 10 standard board exams then and you know the whole weight of what decisions we make for our future the the core premise of the movie also resonated with us the pressures of success and 
the the lack of freedom to express ourselves which is to varying degrees we still it has become so ingrained in us right being indian kids you have to do x y z things and having the freedom to find your own path is a luxury not all of us can afford or have have afforded and you know it's very heavily relatable topic uh, and i would say played out maybe a tad too melodramatically especially like there are parts of the movie where you know they are uh, manipulating you for tears uh, in hmm. inside the whole mass yeah. song is super manipulative i feel but uh, uh, but still nonetheless a great movie right uh, not very i wouldn't I, again i wouldn't call it rewatchable because it's a heavy film but uh, a very very nice film probably among the top percentile again like would say top 3 movies of that year for me well yeah i don't know abil you have anything you want to say about tarzan zameen about tarzan zameen par well i mean when i first watched it it was very i mean obviously it it, it talked at your heartstrings the whole theater was crying it was a really emotional tale since then since the years i don't think this movie has aged particularly well it feels very manipulative in hindsight um i understand it's a great directorial debut for a director uh, like amit i think this was a, a great film for him at the time the soundtrack again is very good dashil safari is very good it really helped change the lives of a lot of people in india because dyslexia was an issue that wasn't being discussed about and for generations kids have had e- had either uh, been forced to to live with it or uh or you know left handed this even something as small as being left handed is considered bad luck to certain families so there were it helped deal with a lot of the stigma that had been that had been associated with uh with diseases like this or with conditions like this uh, at the time so i think the films had a, a last longing a long lasting impact but is it worth i mean is, is it also manipulative 100% very much so i i don't know why you would think it's manipulative you know apart from uh, uh, okay so i kind of get it like for me the only scene which broke the wall because of the manipulation was the tarzanin but title song itself when you have the specially the specially able children and uh, that sort of very overtly playing okay. you for you know and that and, and not only is it manipulating you it, it like the namir khan has to start crying and show you how sensitive he is and uh, <laughs> yeah. that mtv parody that came out later with amir khan as a mebati sensitive aadmi who is uh, all of that is <laughs> there but um, yeah he uh, weirdly enough uh, has amir khan directed anything since then i'm trying to remember could be dobi gaat right dobi gaat was i thought it was the uh, kiran rao kiran rao uh, no i think amir khan as a director is so good yeah in that especially as his debut directorial um mm-hmm. he is able to get into the mind of the protagonist in a beautiful way you know uh and uh, i'm not i lo- understand a lot of criticism that amir khan gets from people he works with that he's maybe takes the high horse at times he's controlling and there was a huge fallout between the writer of the film amol gupte and amir khan because amol gupte wanted to direct it mm-hmm. Amir Khan mm-hmm. took over the project, but I would defend that in this case because I think until he himself shows up, the film works very well for me, and it is just his own character that is a little too out of left field, and he mm-hmm. does nothing to naturalize that character. It is sort of a human Deus Ex Machina showing up and being like, and at that point, it sort of feels like a you know issued in public interest by Amir Khan kind of film. 
but uh, yeah but it's just that much i mean it's just that his own character sort of doesn't work that strongly for me it is got such a great uh, the mother the father and both actors i think uh, tisha chopra and i don't know the father's name and uh, dashin safari himself it's just uh, the way the songs are visualized uh, bam bam bole again little on the nose maybe but very energetic visualization very cool mm-hmm. uh, more than that i i feel like um, mera jahan was a beautiful song if i cried in that mm-hmm. movie at any point mera jahan because that connected so much to my need to walk out of class and just roam around the city and wanting mm. you know it, it it just felt like it touched something um i think it's a great film i generally i'm always taking a critical side on amir khan films i get the criticism about this but um uh, mm-hmm. i think the film goes for a very emotional thing and largely gets it so right it is genuinely you feel like the people involved in it cared about what they were doing this is something that and it's fundamentally a film about being misunderstood i don't think it's a film about the education system or about you know, anything of that sort it's just a film about you being somewhere where no one understands you anybody who's ever felt that we can connect to this film at some level or uh, that part of it works i think when they went whole hog with the education so i don't like three idiots that didn't work for me i don't particularly mm. agree with that message that oh our education system is screwed up and blah 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 i think it's a very easy sell because you're going to have a lot of people who want to believe it who are suffering at or who feel like they're suffering at the receiving end of it but this isn't a film about that this isn't a film that's really painting anyone as a villain it's just saying mm. that you know sometimes you have to make that and it gets a lot of things right the withdrawal um the way when somebody's in a place where nobody's reaching out to them they tend to act out they mm-hmm. tend to all of this again without being overtly this okay it is overtly discussed in the end where ramir khan comes and explains it but um yeah i think the film is it works and i love the way it's directed i mostly love everything about it i think even if it isn't perfect mm-hmm. i really like that for me tzp is good i don't know it's not something i watch a lot <laughs> again and again that would maybe dilute it but uh, yeah. the memory of having watched it that first time is very strong and it's still there and still sticks with me how it felt watching it so yeah i love that film which one next up in chakte india or jab we met jab we met jab we met kyun dekho main nahi okay let's talk jab we met uh, this movie came out of nowhere i mean I think at the time the big news was that Shahid Kapoor and Kareena Kapoor had been dating for years, had finally had broken up, and it was like, oh, this big scandal about how things were, you know, about this relationship falling out, and the two had done a movie together with Imtiaz Ali called Jab We Met. Now Imtiaz Ali had done was Socha Nata a few years ago, not really a household name at the time, and in comes this movie, and overnight becomes a sensation, right? uh you have of course it's got a great soundtrack to accompany it but the film itself is such an engaging watch that generations upon generations like sid was talking about how uh people in his in his class tend to go back and watch these movies uh whenever they're feeling down i think that's been the case with my sister and my mother for years they i remember when the dvd for jab we met came back came out and uh this was moza bear i think moza bear had the rights this is how old we are right was a bear who used to make CDs and DVDs 
they had the rights to Jabi Met, DVD, um, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> This podcast is brought and... to you by Moser Bell CDs and DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so they ended up. Uh, my, I remember my mother went and, and picked out the DVD, which we still own wow. to this day, and religiously watches it every year. Uh, a lot of people relate with the free spiritedness of Kareena Kapoor's character uh, about of uh, Shahid Kapoor's. Uh, I think it's, it's a Shahid Kapoor coming of age film, right? Like ultimately, this was the start of Imtiaz Ali's more. Also, like, Shahid Kapoor played these hmm. chocolate boy, bubbly kind of guys. I mean, bubbly is not the right word, but you get what I mean, right? Slightly yeah. yet to figure his shit out types. And hmm. this movie, he plays someone with a little more, again, gra- gravity to the character. His backstory has some depth, some sadness. He he doesn't play somebody who's happy-go-lucky. You know, Karina Kapoor shoulders that burden. Uh, inordinately so, if I may add. But you're right. I think mm. this is a, a Shahid Kapoor sort of coming of age film. Sorry, I, I butted in right there, but the coming of age just made so much sense to me. I had the only thing that I kind of am, I not to say I dislike about the movie. It just irritates me is how much of a manic pixie dream girl Karina Kapoor is in this film, right? Like the extent, right? Like the yes. extent. <laughs> yeah, it is grating. Have you lived like? Do you know life is not fun? It's not fucking. You know. Fun and games. You can't. Don't be this. If somebody is that happy all the time, it irritates me. Right? <laughs> like, come on. And and eventually, like somewhere in the middle half or the middle of the movie, when she does, I really feel bad saying this, but she when she gets her comeuppance because you know reality hits like a ton of bricks. I'm like, finally, right? A person this positive cannot go through life without consequence. Statistic <laughs> hmm. part of me is. Sort of happy that logic finally prevailed, and you know her, you know jump first and think later approach had some sort of downside to it eventually. Uh, again, I know I know I sound like an asshole saying it. That's the, her. That aspect of her character is the only part that I sort of dislike. But otherwise, I love 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 this movie. Right. See, here's the thing. I think it's all very much a part of the story. What Rohit is saying, right? Because mm-hmm. she is supposed to be annoying and grating, and it's when uh, Shahid Kapoor loses his shit at her in the train, and like he's like, "Don't come here, chupni hoti kya?" Like, "Matlab, you just go mm-hmm. on." And, and he he is the one who's also bringing that that other side of it to. Uh, to her, she, uh, the things she does does don't really work out entirely. But then the thing is, nobody nobody's personality or character ever works out entirely. I think that's the point. That's what that's the the way the movie sees a relationship where each person brings that thing that balances out the other. Mm-hmm. In a sense. That's true. Uh, that's because true. when when she falls, she falls hard. That entire and that lovely song uh, by Ustad Rashid Khan, the Aoge Jab. Aoge Jab, yeah. Uh, that entire mm. sequence, it's, it's that when she finally is confronted with the fact that the way she wants the world to be is not always how it is. Uh, you know, and the key is always. The point is, it is sometimes like that. There is a part of the world that is that and that, that you need to remember as well. That's what Shahid Kapoor learns, that mm. sometimes you have to uh, sort of go the deep way as well. And sometimes you have to. Uh, this this movie has yeah. one of like my funniest like throwaway lines in in Bollywood history. I'd say for me, when uh, huh. they go back to her house and Anshuman is like uh, he's irritated and he's like, "Yaar, wo mujhe ganne ke khed dikhane ja rahe." 
नहीं देखना यार मुझे It was in her style. This one movie for me is now if Karina when Karina Kapoor is like fifty and I'm gonna see her, I'm gonna think Geet. You know, when she's sixty, yes. I'm gonna be like mm-hmm. she didn't. She gets a lifetime pass for everything, as far as I'm concerned. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's not that it, it's the most likable or amazing character ever. It's just it is. It's something very difficult to do to be happy go lucky to be that happy go lucky character and not make it artificial, not get annoying. Uh, you know beyond beyond more than it needs to be it's uh, this movie we have seen so my my brother when he was very young he was 5 or 6 years old he fell in love with this film and back then he used to get obsessed if he likes a film he will watch it again and again and then he got diarrhea so he had to be hospitalized 3 days he's in the hospital the story took a turn okay. yeah, yeah so 3 days in the hospital he's a young kid he's like a boy he was not even 5 or 6 he was like 5 he's in the hospital All he wants is Jabbi Met all day long. So we used to sit in the hospital ward, and we used to have six shows of Jabbi Met running all those three days. I see the movie again and again and again and again to the point where not just me, my entire family, every single dialogue, every single frame is burnt into our minds. And <laughs> I, we still I'm just imagining Sid and his brother, brother, like, "Who? Who? 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 कपूर just this went so hard trying to prove he's not a chocolate boy one after the other doing kamine header he's like i will prove to people that i'm a you know whatever i can be this uh, badass whatever i'm like you don't have to do you know jabbi met is a great example of something shahid kapoor can do and should have stuck to mm. some and it sometimes should go back to okay don't stick to it not every film needs to be this boundary pushing kabir singh i'm a toxic male and i will do this kind of shit i'm like 
Dude, yeah. you're a short, cute guy. Sometimes don't don't try to be the Raja of Mewar. You don't you don't look good when all the four foot five inch stand up with the sword and go Rajput <laughs> <laughs> Rajput. It it just uh, Jumpy Met is so good and so perfect. It, I think Jumpy Met is that kind of movie that works. <laughs> Not even the guys like, who made it could have made sure it works. It just hits the right note somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right. Also, great year for Pritham. The Life in a Metro and this. Again, a yeah, 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 yeah. I I think Life in the Metro is for me definitely more interesting musically. Jappy Met is just mm. easy listening, but it is yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, before Sid left, we were um, we were about to discuss Chuck the India, right? Chuck the yes. India came out I think early, the latter half of two thousand seven, and it, it did two things very well. One, it um, brought out an insane Shahrukh Khan performance, and it, also was a very good film this is a film i've watched a couple of times but is still somehow it's it stays fresh it's not it's not a, a movie that that gets boring very quickly in spite of it being an extremely by the numbers sports film extremely by the numbers sports film because we watched hollywood movies india doesn't do sports films for those who haven't watched yes. hollywood movies this is revolutionary mm-hmm. which is the other what like what is that amir khan cricket movie there's that there's lagan aval number there's aval number there's that then there's chamatkar if you want to consider that as a sports movie then there's lagan and there's goal which is again this year but, yeah but other than that there's like a handful of sports movies so this is a sports movie done right think about right you're doing lagan and stuff which are even narratively very different you haven't even done a stereotypical sports movie so far so chakte hmm. india shamit i mean comes in like hey i'm going to borrow like a miracle or uh, miracle is the miracle or nice movie right the one with kurt russell yeah. yeah i'm going to borrow a miracle or a mighty ducks sort of underdog story and uh, base it in reality put it in the context of a, a, a you know a cliched hollywood sports movie and it works hmm. and like you rightly said it is i would say along with swades Uh, Shahrukh Khan's best performance. I, Shahrukh's yeah, best I when think... he's subdued, when he's earthy, you know, when he's not doing bombastic, over-the-top stuff. That that's when he shines best because screen presence and charisma, all of that, it's 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 effortless to him, right? Yeah, he doesn't need to overdo it. When he allow yeah. uh, allows it to be at the right level and just focuses on his performance, that's all you need. That's when he's most watchable. like the the satar minute speech is is still yeah. i think played to certain and in certain teams and i'm just thinking about it and getting goosebumps i i mean i've seen a fair, my fair share of inspirational speeches in movies everyone talks about how al pacino's speech in any given sunday i was sunday just going like to say any given go-to. sunday basically yeah hmm is the go to speech but i somehow find maybe it's the indian in me so where i'm like oh, with with sharuk it's a lot more relatable but wo satar minute khuda bhi wapas nahi le sakta is such a powerful line uh I, i this movie is extremely like relevant in my life for one particular reason it's a very silly reason uh now like the the end is the penalty shootout is when it's happening and then he's trying to gauge her footwork to see which side she's going to go and uh she says and then he realizes she's going down the middle and he says he says ya khuda ye to straight ja rahi hai every single time i have had friends over like for, for a fifa night or something and there's a penalty uh in in the game we all we bring up this moment specifically oh bro you're about to yakudaid so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
and it became such a popular thing that when we like meet different groups and we were like okay what do you want to do it like bro ya ya khud aaye ya khud aaye and never be staring us <laughs> as to why and then the one indian in that group would be like you fuckers i know what man <laughs> that's bro yeah but uh, the other scene i like is when he asks everyone uh, where are you from or who do you how do you play for so everyone hmm. says railways or bihar or hmm. this thing there's only one uh, vidya whatever her name is her full name her character says i play for india and hmm. then he says she's the only one who got it right all of you play for india forget where you come from what matters is now you play for india i really love that message as a i mean if i were to cross farm it into like a, a corporate setup right where when you say team building it's hmm. a great example of how you build a team and unite a bunch of people towards a common goal right where it doesn't matter where mm-hmm. you come from the fact that is you're here because of what you're good at and now let's let's you know work on the same thing together i really like that message also the the scene where they fight back against those guys in the canteen is a uh, surprising like it's a feminist scene out of nowhere right i know it's a little mm. cliched i mean physically fighting back is not you know all that it's not it's not just the thing that feminism is about but it's a great flipping the script where these bunch of women are just like fuck these guys who keep like eve teasing and hmm. this thing right and i'm sure for a lot of women it's it's wishful thinking come to life i'm sure every woman has been in a situation where if they physically could they would want to beat up some of the people that yeah. eve teased them so this this is like the bring that fantasy to life like hockey stick like they're just pelofying on these guys and even <laughs> even as a guy in the theater you're like a maron ko maron <laughs> like i got into that thing so it has its great moment i i i honestly can't find fault in any aspect of the movie it's yeah i, mean, it's a, I, I wouldn't it's a say great... it's a it 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 ticks all the boxes it's all the notes the only problem with this film is that instead of revitalizing hockey it became an anthem for cricket and which is just how <laughs> yeah it's so sad right movie. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> hockey are wo fuck, fuck that chuck the india take just the title put it to cricket yeah. <laughs> forget the rest yeah. of the it hockey became, aspect yeah chuck the india like i'm sure even now the world cup is happening right now and i'm by the time this episode goes out hopefully it's either wrapped up or it's still going chuck the india is playing everywhere it's like it's the it's the nation's rallying cry for sports and, um, and ironically but, 2007 was one of the worst world cups for india right we got out at the group exactly yeah we are out no Yeah, you know, because then it 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 took the nation's attention away from cricket, right? Because like, okay, because everyone was so pissed off about cricket, and then yeah. so in comes the hockey, and they're like, oh yeah, hockey is where is is where we're going to like cut our teeth. This uh, I mean, rather is is where we're going yeah, to. Yeah, like, everyone forgot India has been shit at hockey for a while. Yeah, but but yeah, moving on from Chuck the India, let's quickly wrap up um, and go through the the list of other films that were released this year. I think the I, let's talk about Tararampam for like ten seconds. It's a movie about it's like Days of Thunder meets yeah, Ghost of, of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in a way, it's it's like it it starts off as a race car movie and becomes this increasingly melo, increasingly melodramatic film that was very off by the end. Hated. I hated hated being in the theater. Like they they use a dog they to emotionally manipulate the audience. There's so many things wrong with this film. But one of the most successful movies that year. um then there was uh, madhuri dikshit's return to the big screen in aaja nachle again which was which had a great title song but it was a not so good movie um mm. then 
you had beja fry which was like this sleeper hit that came out of nowhere inspired by a french film called dinner with guests or rather the english remake is called dinner dinner, dinner with schmucks starring steve carell if i'm not mistaken and that yeah. came after yeah. uh, beja fry because beja fry was the big yeah. hit and yeah. uh, it made vinay patak a household name and i think it's him and rajat kapoor right are hilarious yeah vinay patak is like amazing performance in the movie then there was apne this is the the, the sunny the diol movies right this movie stars dharmendra sunny diol and bobby diol and it's about it's a boxing movie boxing it's an anil sharma movie no <laughs> yes yeah anil sharma yes, makes his lowest common denominator like demagogic bullshit like gadar this movie fucking crap movies that for some reason worked fucking gober movies <laughs> Was one of was a semi hit uh, that year. It was Gadar. a hit. It's Anil Sharma just just Gober movies are the only way. Gadar is a Gober movie, dude. Oh, I haven't even seen Gadar too. Yeah. I'm sure it is a Gober movie also. Yeah. Surprisingly, one of the most successful films this year. I don't know how, but it is what it is. Um, Gober movie. That's what I'm. I'm gonna keep repeating it. Fucking Anil Sharma. Fuck off. Okay. Like manipulative was, uh... Max is just anyway. Sorry, I don't want to keep rambling about Anil Sharma. Okay, <laughs> I feel like an hour and thirty minutes into this episode, we have poked <laughs> the Anil Sharma <laughs> nerve. <laughs> But okay, let's let, let's quickly move on from from Apne. Uh, there yeah. was uh, Black Friday, which. came and went and nobody saw much but then it has become a, a cult classic since uh, based on the 1990 and the bomb blast it's not far from it uh, nawazuddin siddiqui is in this movie getting beaten up by uh, yeah. by a police officer based on the book hussein zaidi's book right of the same name yeah before he became famous for dongri to dubai and all this was one of his earlier works and then uh, there was dhandanadan gol <laughs> which somehow has some sort of cultural impact on the south asian community in the uk i think the fact that it highlighted racism in footballers and this came uh, within the footballing community because not a lot of uh, south asian footballers make it and it's very difficult for them to make it and a couple of years after this movie released there was a documentary talking about how the kind of prejudices south asian footballers who grew up in the uk have had to face even i think more recently there was an indian footballer a guy of indian descent called yan yan danda i think his name is uh, he cracked like he plays for swansea and he is like i can't play for the indian national team because it would involve me giving up my us citizenship uk citizenship which is weird starring john abraham bipasha basu before vivek agnihotri was directing propaganda films this was what he was doing Yeah. then there was zoom barabar zoom which i kind of enjoyed it's not it's not a serious film the soundtrack is great soundtrack uh, is great but the movie is a movie hmm. <laughs> it's a movie yeah let's just leave it at that yeah uh, savaria we've spoken about on previous episodes uh, i i used yeah. to like it i've seen it again recently it has not aged well um shakala ka boom boom we've spoken once again ex- in extensive detail on the great indian ripoffs Uh, I'm surprised it came. I thought it was a year prior, but it being in the same year as Om Shanti Om kind of blew my mind. Bro, Bobby Diol is having a torrid year, dude. Apne Zoom Barabar Zoom, Shakala ka boom. What a big flash! Oh, uh, talk about a bad year. But, uh, uh, 
company shoot out at lokhandwala just play chutia gangsters that's what you're good for <laughs> yeah I, i felt bad for him because i really oh, wanted yeah. this dude to succeed and then it just like his he picked the fight with salman khan and then just things petered out the way it did i mean that's it there's there was ran gopal verma ki aag at the start of the year or during the middle of the year and that was a shit show that none of us want to get into I watched this movie in the theater, by the way. So it was, it, it was an experience. Um, you could have just then, burned that yeah. money. It would have been better spectacle. Might as well, right? I mean, who who remakes Shole? <laughs> yeah. Are you mad? Are you mad? Have you lost your mind? Do you it think anyone's going to remake like, The Godfather? Have but you here's the lost thing, right? your? <laughs> but but here's the thing, right? Like, I mean, you pitch it to a production house, and they say, "Are you mad?" and we like we have amitabh bachchan as gabbar in the studio and the studio is like huh <laughs> yeah so, i want I mean, to smoke like, what rgv smokes bro rgv is a strange individual but <laughs> i think that's that's a great way to end this episode the 2007 episode was chaotic in many ways it was a chaotic year it was a chaotic episode because of internet connections and and what not um but it was a fun one i think we've had a real fun time discussing this uh like 30 odd films yeah, in span of sure. an hour and changed and as usual sit so, coming in with his deep insightful takes making us both look like chumps once again i know what it would felt i felt so bad <laughs> i was like fucking five minutes in i felt we're like oh damn, like, go damn but it's cool it's fine i'm illiterate <laughs> okay but it is what it is uh, hopefully yeah, the next time i got scene, that uh, scene, i, I got that room as one of us kanne ke khet reference in i'm just happy i, I was like that's the one box i want to take in this episode i want to talk about that scene mission okay. accomplished mission accomplished okay that's us we'll see you on the next episode everyone take care so they opened their big mouths and out came talk 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 देशों में ऐसी छोटी छोटी बातें होती रहती हैं